Hello and welcome to the Unlocking Education podcast. This is episode one of this new podcast series and my name is Michaela Mattis. I am a college prep advisor in Tacoma, Washington and I am excited to start this new series so I can talk with professors, former students, college advisors, um, different people in different career paths and workplaces to help enlighten all of us about different paths and ways that we can, you know, reach our full potential and unlock education in every way, in every capacity um, to help us learn and grow and hopefully get to the places that we envision for ourselves. And in today's episode for episode one, I am excited to be talking with a special guest, one of my former students who graduated in the class of 2019 from Stadium High School, Najee Briscoe. And Najee, Um, will be joining us here in this next segment. So stay tuned and we will get to know more about his journey, his experience, and his words of wisdom for this next upcoming graduating class, the class of 2024. We are launching the very first episode of Unlocking Education And I am here with one of my former students from Stadium High School. We're going to be discussing kind of you know, what senior year was like for Najee, that transition to college, where he's at now, what he's doing, and maybe get some words of wisdom for this upcoming class of 2024. Najee, do you want to share with our guests, you know, what you're studying at WSU, what year you're in when you plan to graduate? Yeah, so um, I study, my major is entrepreneurship right now. So it's in a business school for WSU. And I graduate next spring, so spring of 2024. During like the COVID time, I took some time off of school, like pretty oh, yeah. much a full year. So I was supposed to graduate last um, last spring, but yeah. So now I'm graduating this upcoming spring, but not too like mad about it. It's like it's all in perfect timing. I feel like for me. COVID definitely brought across an impact for your guys' graduating class because you were in your freshman year when that hit, or was it your sophomore? Yeah, it was, so it was the second semester of my freshman year. So I got at least one semester here at Wazoo and got to see like what it was like before uh, COVID hit. And then, yeah, it hit like, I think it was like a month or so into our second semester. So that might, you know, it's going to be interesting once I get to the question about your transition to college, because that might kind of change some things for you and your response. But before I dive into that, um, for the class of 2024, so this rising senior class, I'm going to be supporting them the way I did with you guys. It's the college application process. It's scholarships. It's financial aid. Um, Mm -hmm. What advice would you give them as they navigate that process and that journey, like hindsight? Um, hindsight, I would say, obviously, listen to people like you that are given advice, but at the same time, just try to figure out like what's really best for you. Because I know in my situation, 
when I was always in your classroom, we was like filling out these applications and whatnot. I always had like a lot of people telling me like, oh, I should go here. I should go there. What they thought about the situation. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I had, I came and visited Wazoo and I got to see like, like an in-person feel of everything. And for me, it wasn't too far from home. So yeah, it just fit perfect. So I would just say, yeah, just try to figure out like what's best for you and don't listen too much, you know, to everybody, but, you know, listen to the right people for sure. So let's talk about social capital a little bit, right? So mm-hmm. social capital and high school has a lot of peer, I don't, peer pressure is not the right word, but you're listening to your friends. Mm-hmm. They hold a lot of weight in the decisions that you make, whether it's academically, socially, with sports, right. athletically. Do mm-hmm. you feel like those things had weight in the game when it came to what college you decided on? Or did you feel like you were able to kind of clear away all the noise when it came to making your decision? And do you still feel good about the decision you made? Yeah. So that whole like decision process, I would say it, for me, it felt like rushed. It felt like I had to make a decision and like really soon and based off of not like a lot of knowledge of all these colleges I was trying to decide to to go to. And at the time I was obviously playing football. So that was like weighing into my decision before I went. And for me, um, I just remember being in high school and a lot of like people have this like kind of like stigma about like um, going D1, like being at a division one college. Mm-hmm. And obviously I'm here now, but at the time I just remember like all of that, just like kind of like mashing around in my brain. And finally I could, I did eventually clear it out. And then I made the best decision um, for me, I would say, because I still had an opportunity to play football here if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And plus I got the in-state tuition and that's another thing I would say about advice, especially I know they have like Wooly too. Yep. For um yeah, for a lot of colleges in the Pacific Northwest and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, try not to pay <laughs> a lot of money. But I remember what you told me, you're like no matter where you go, you might have to take out a loan but you shouldn't look at that as like a bad thing, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's an investment in yourself. So, right. Like you want to make sure that what you're investing is a smart investment and that you're going to get the return on the investment. So you don't want to put yourself in so much debt to go to a dream school. If you're able to still get a quality education, whether it's in state Mm -hmm. because you can afford it, but you can still have what you want. It's still the right fit socially, academically, they have the programs you want financially it's the right fit so yeah it's a it's at the end of the day it's an investment in yourself the loans that you take out and then you just have to be smart and you going into the field you're going into i'm sure your mind is constantly on the financial aspect of growth and um you know earning money and business models and that sort of thing so um i guess my next question is is there anything that you wish you did differently in high school that would have prepared you for this stage of your life? Um, I would say I wish I was like built more like 
organizational skills, I would say, um, and having discipline about making schedules and whatnot. Because once I got here, I had so much free time, which is like a gift and a curse, you mm-hmm. know, because I didn't have my parents there to like tell me I got to go do this or that, just really all on me. So like that first maybe year or two, um, it was definitely like I had something I had to like learn to like discipline myself to go to sleep, you know, so I could wake up for class or like, yeah just organize my days instead of just like, you know, when I'm in high school, whatever happens, it's just, I'm just going with the flow. But out here, it's like, if you don't like organize your days, you might miss out on like some opportunities, um, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're your own person determining your schedule. And yeah, I think that's one of the Mm -hmm. things that isn't talked about much is how much when I say free time for anybody that's listening, it feels like there's a lot of free time, but if you're doing things right in terms of like getting involved on campus or making sure you're spending time focusing on your academics and whether it's you're working a side gig or you're making sure you're taking care of yourself, hitting the gym or spending time with friends, like you, right. you kind of do got to build a schedule that makes it feel like you're both productive and finding downtime to make sure you're not like overloading yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, absolutely. Do you have any like first week of school from your freshman year, like stories that stand out to you? Like, or first day didn't know where I was going or got lost, or this was a really cool moment or meeting anybody like any freshman stories before COVID hit that Mm -hmm. stood out to you? Right. Um, I remember when I first like arrived here at my dorm and I think it was my mom and one of my cousins there helped me move in. We just see like this huge like crowd of people like just like walking. They're just like all walking around. I was just so confused. I was like, class didn't even start yet. Like, what's going on? Yeah. And somebody's like, oh, it's like it's rush week. So it's for the fraternities and sororities. And um, I didn't really understand it. Like I didn't because nobody in my family ever went to college. So like I didn't mm-hmm. know that was like. I mean, I might have knew it was a thing, but I'd never seen it in person. So when I got here, I remember my roommate, he was just like telling me like all the things they're doing. And um, they finally convinced me to join, which is another like opportunity I got here to meet like a lot of people and network throughout the um, like throughout my fraternity. Yeah. Um, But definitely that and college football Saturdays here wild on another level on another level like I, I don't know i haven't been to a whole lot of other like college stadiums but i know for sure here in pullman we have one of the best fan bases like in the country i would have to agree and for i'm not biased sure. i am biased a little bit because i obviously am a coog i went to wsu so i feel the same way yeah but there's something to be said about going to college in a college town like it's Pullman. Pullman yeah. is WSU. WSU is Pullman. Like that's kind of, it gets, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And so if you live in Pullman, you are either a teacher at the high school in Pullman or your professor or your student on campus. Like yeah. it's, it's a college town and it's a really good feel. Um, no, for sure. So, so speaking to that, WSU specifically, now we know that there's a bunch of other colleges across the nation, different 
geographical settings, cities, urban areas, WSU and Pullman's out kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's on the east side of Washington. That transition for you going from Tacoma to the east side, can you speak a little bit to that? Like, how hard was that transition? And was there any like wake up calls for you being first generation student color? Like, what was that experience like? For sure. I would say going along with the whole like fraternity thing, coming out here to Pullman, it was obviously a huge transition because everything is just so much slower paced and it just feels like just so isolated, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But getting here, what I realized, I mean, it's not true, I would say for everybody, but it was really hard to make friends, I would say. Um, And that's one of the reasons I joined like a fraternity my freshman year. But it was like, how would I describe this? My first year, I'll just say I faced a lot of just depression, I would say, Mm -hmm. because just moving away from like all my family, which I was excited about. But once I got out here and I realized like it just snowy, just cold, um, didn't have like a whole bunch of friends. So it was just like just a lot of alone time, which now I'm like grateful for. A hundred percent. Because I learned like, a lot about myself in that time and I learned how to be comfortable with myself a hundred percent so like that whole transition I'm for sure grateful but when I was in it I I had so many thoughts of just like dropping out or mm-hmm. like transferring to a different college and whatnot but for anybody so that faces that I would yeah. just say you gotta kind of just like go through it in a way like you kind of got to pay your dues um at some point and that's one of the the things that I realized like my reality call was that I'm like I'm a grown-up now mm-hmm. and there's gonna be plenty of times in my life where I'm gonna face these crossroads where I feel like I'm just isolated and alone whatnot so getting comfortable in that space like how, you know, learning how to be comfortable and yeah. also knowing that you will be okay, even if you're feeling alone, like at the end of the day, you will find a way. Um, I could say that the thing that I hear most from high school students, and it sounds like you were kind of in the same boat is I can't wait to get out of here and I'm going to be just fine on my own wherever I go. I just want to get away. And it's one of the most common themes. And internally, you know, it's like, as you get older and you live and you have the experience and it's just like. I can tell and I can give a heads up. I can be like, hey, heads up. It might not be as easy as you expect. Yeah, 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 Michaela. Yeah, yeah. But coming from like, there's something to be said about number one, mental health and the importance and having a good support system to like help you navigate that and get through it. And and I'm super happy to hear you say that the fraternity you joined helped you get connected. You have to be so intentional when you walk on any college campus about immersing yourself in the culture of what that campus is. Otherwise you will feel isolated and like secluded. And so what in your mind, at what point did it click for you that if I don't step into this and be intentional with this, 
I'm going to leave. Like, what was the what was the thing that pushed you to lean in instead of lean out? I think it was Halloween. So, like, out here we have this thing called Halloween where we just, they celebrate for a whole week. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like, just walking around and everybody's just having fun, doing everything. My roommate's coming back telling me, like, about all these things going on and I have no idea like any of this is going on because I'm just like at that time I was just super shy I wasn't ready to break out of my shell to like go out and like meet people or not mm-hmm. um but once I saw all of that happening I think that's what pushed me to like kind of just jump in just dive in you know um for sure because at that point I was just like it had been like at least two months. I was just on campus and for the most part, just alone in my room, mm-hmm. you know, for a lot of that time. So yeah, once I saw that, I definitely felt like I needed to be part of the culture more for sure. Cause there's so much that goes on out here, especially in the first like fall semester, I would say. Yeah. Is when it's most popping. of stuff goes on. It's popping. So like, there's events everywhere out, all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, because the like the second semester is mostly just snowy. Um, and it's just more slowed down because football season's over and whatnot. But mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely missed out on a lot of like action my freshman year. And I used to like because they have like the week of welcome here and they give you like a list of things you can do. And I just remember being like, oh, I'm not going to do that. That's for like people that like, uh, they need to like find friends. But Mm. at that moment, that's what I needed. Like, (laughs) I was just so like in denial of myself. Was it like a too cool for school moment? Or was it like, I'm a shy, but I don't want to admit it. And I don't want to immerse myself in something that might feel awkward. I think I was being too cool for sure about everything that was going on. I just thought. I could figure it out on my own, but mm. no, basically what you're telling, what you're telling the kids coming up is like, yo, <laughs> like, just don't be too cool for school. Just go and show up and, nah. and, and lean into people. Um, exactly. So, so here's, that's some of the social stuff, right? Now, mm-hmm. how has your mindset changed from where you were at in high school with your academics to where you are now in college? Like, mm-hmm. Has that had to shift? How did high school prepare you for college academics? How did it not prepare you? I loved college Mm. academics, but it's definitely not high school. Yeah, no, it's for sure. I wouldn't, it's not like high school at all. It feels like there's always something I should be doing. Mm -hmm. Like when, because I know syllabus week, your teacher will say, like, they'll tell everybody, like, you should be putting in I think it's like maybe 10 hours a week or something yeah on one class like per class and if you have like four or five classes it's like 40 to 50 hours a week and that's actually being real like Mm -hmm. you actually gotta read these textbooks and know stuff before you go to class so you can be involved in the conversations and that's what I've learned I've just learn to not miss out on opportunities um in high school i know like being in class 
it's like fun because you have friends and whatnot. But in college, it's a different story. So you don't really like you might have a few friends in there, but it's just all people that are there to like get their degree and they're paying to be here. So the only way you can really stand out in these classes if you just come prepared and that's kind of like the look i've that's kind of what i've been learning more now especially this last year i realized about how much time i really had to put into you know getting this degree and not just in the classroom um that's definitely what's changed for me from high school to college because I feel like I could do my homework maybe in high school in like an hour or yeah. I could do a bit like in class in somebody else's class or something. Yeah. Not to say you can't do that with college, but it's, it's just like more, you have to be more present. Involved. Like you have to want to, you know, learn this stuff. You're not just going to learn it just, you know, by being there all the time. You actually have to be, yeah. Like you said, present. Well, if you, so for instance, like, in high school, you have every class every day, five days a week. In college, depending on what class it is, you have it maybe three times a week for one hour each sesh, or maybe you have it only twice a week for 90 minutes or two hours. And so if you miss one of those classes, I mean, it's like, not only that, but I don't think students that go off to college realize sometimes attendance, like if you miss three classes, like you're failing that class. Like, there's some accountability there at the next level that not only is the professors putting on you as a student, but also now that you have to put on yourself that you didn't have, there's not as much handholding in college as there was in high school. Like you miss this assignment. You're a little bit of like out of luck. Yeah. There's no, like, you know how in high school teachers will let everybody turn in all their late assignments, like towards the end of the semester. That does not apply (laughs) at all. Like, no trust me i've tried it before it doesn't (laughs) and we know Um, and we know that students have you know as an advisor i hear different things from from high school students about how they might complain about certain policies and teachers classes at the high school level no late work whatever they're being hard they won't accept my late work and i'm thinking to myself i'm like it's probably like it's like that's a bummer it's probably for the best because if you do go to that next level like that's what mm-hmm. it's going to be. So if you're not preparing yourself at the high school level to have that accountability component, like, good luck. Like, it's going to be a yeah. hard wake-up call. Um, mm-hmm. So within your field that you're studying, for those interested, I, I can barely say entrepreneurship. I feel like it's such a hard word for my mouth to want to form. Um, I'm so surprised I said it that well just now. <laughs> exactly. So in your field that you're studying, I assume networking's a massive component to making any business model thrive. Do you want to share a little bit about what you're doing with your ice cream truck business? Let's hear it. How did that Um, start up? Like you're a full-time student and you got a business. Yeah, honestly, like it's just a lot of fun for me. Um, And it's really a great opportunity for me to network and show people that I can you know, build something, you know, basically from scratch. Um, but the whole thing transpired, maybe it was like last summer in August. And I was, I was kind of just looking for ways to like get extra cash 
you know, to pay for books and whatnot. And um, I was working at a nightclub at the time. I can only really work on the weekends, you know, based off my schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, I just I had some money saved up. I approached my boss and I was, was like, hey, like, can I put a vending machine like in this building? Um, and she was like, um, I'm not sure, but I'll think about it. And she was like, but we need somebody that can do ice cream um for the whole summer if you know anybody and just like a light just clicked on in my mind I was like I mean I'm not well during the summers I don't do summer school out here so I was like I could totally do this and I think it took me about like a month and a half just like all the planning and stuff to do it it's all stuff like I just had to google to be honest uh, Isn't that amazing? Get a permit. Like it, it's like it's weird to think that I'm a business owner because when like growing up, I just always thought like, dang, like I wonder what like what goes into like owning a business. I feel like it's so much, and it is, but it's not something that anybody just couldn't do. You sure? You have a phone in front of you. You know, you have the internet. It's all I did. I just looked up like. How to get a permit, how to get, you know, the uh, food, what is it called? The health health department permit, Um, how to create the partnership that I created, just all of it. And then when it it comes down to like selling, I think it's just like my personality, Mm -hmm. which I love because it gives me a chance to like work on that. Sure. You know, um towards whatever I'm gonna be doing when I graduate. Uh, um but I definitely my customer service skills are just pretty solid. Pretty solid. I would say uh I I like to go like above and beyond uh for all of my customers. Um but yeah like I got it rolling in August and it was pretty slow when it started. Because nobody knew it was knew open it. and whatnot. Sure. So all the money that I was like put into it, it just went into marketing um, different ways. Um, flyers, like ads on Instagram, stuff like that. And um, finally, once I, I started just tapping into like people I knew from stadium, which is crazy. Um they would see that I was running it and these people would be in like fraternities, clubs, um, sports or whatnot. And they just would be like, Hey, like, do you want to do a pop-up event? Mm-hmm. Whatever. And I popped up maybe like four or five times throughout that first month and a half. And that's what really got me going. What got it out there. I would just go to like fraternities. They have like the, um, forgot what it's called they it's kind of like uh like fundraisers they do oh yeah uh, out here yep so yeah so basically i would go there and just sell ice cream and half the proceeds would go to like saint mary's or saint jude's or whatnot and yeah we just do that and 
yeah, I've just been having fun ever since. Now I just reopened it in June and it's the growth is crazy. I would say, I would say like that from August last year until I think I stopped around November is when it started snowing. Yeah. I made like what I made then is what I made probably in this first month, like reopening it again, because now people know about it. And just to see like that growth. And I'm not saying like I've been doing this for a long time, but it did take me a long time for to get there perspectively. Cause in the moment I was in, you know, felt like this was going to work out. Yeah. It's like sticking with it. Customers. But yeah, I just really had a, like I said, it's just, you just got to pay your dues. Like stuff's not really going to happen overnight. And I knew that going into it. And I feel yeah, like that's like really, preaching for so many other things in life for anything that people so pursue. Like you just gotta, you gotta grind, you gotta stick with it. You gotta be intentional and mm-hmm. please just continue to preach. Like I can't tell you the number of times a kid will ask me a question. I love questions. I don't mind advising and guiding and supporting, but the number right. of times I'm like, let me Google that. And like the answer's right there. Cause even I have to yeah. Google half the time. I'm like, have we, what, this is a good question. I like to ask what research have we done on our own so far to find the answer to this question? And typically, you know, <laughs> well, I haven't really, well, let's do this together, but just like Google exists. Um, yep. So to hear you say like, I have a phone and I have internet and I can ask a question on Google and the answer is going to come up. Like those are your resources. Yep. Like we live in a world with technology that like can find the answer to anything. So um, we love hearing you share that. Before, you know, I let you go because I love what you've shared to this capacity. I've loved having you on as my first special guest, um, as a fellow Coog. Again, no bias. Any school is great. Any school you want to go to, just make sure you can afford it financially and that it's the right fit for you. Um, Any words of wisdom that you feel is important for this next group of students coming either in as freshmen or that are in their senior year and they're going to start this application process? Um, I would say be intentional. Like you mentioned, everything you do, you should do with the purpose and to be yourself. That's always important wherever you go. Um, I faced a lot of identity crisis here and who I wanted to be mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then the third thing I would say, just don't be scared to like get your hands dirty. And I know it's such a cliche how people say like, if you work hard, anything can happen, but it's just really when it comes down to it, that's really what it's all about. I feel like in anything you got to just do the time, pay your dues. And, you know, my coach used to always say, like, if you just keep working hard, like opportunities will fall on your lap, you know, and that's Absolutely. just how it works, you know. But yeah, those three things I would say, just be intentional, be yourself and work hard. I think that's the last note we got to leave this episode on. Thanks for your words of wisdom. Thanks for your time. Thanks for sharing your story. And, uh, I want to continue to see you grow as a human being, as a business owner. Um, So I'm proud of you. 
Thanks for being on today. Thank you. So good to talk to you too. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. 